Um, somebody sent me, uh, uh, how do you pronounce it? Meme? Meme? Mem? Meme? Okay. About this fellow who says, he says, I don't, I don't get it. He says, I've been dominating by myself for the last 25 years. All of a sudden, there's this rabbi who never davens by himself, always davens a minion. He's telling me how to do it. What does he know about davening by himself? <laughs> so, so I think I thought it was a good line because you know, like, what do I know about davening b'yichidus? Like, I've been davening b'tzibur, like you know, Baruch um, Hashem, pretty much the vast majority of uh, of, uh, of my my from existence, Baruch uh, Hashem. Um, okay. So I want to share with you two thoughts from Rav Hirsch, back to back in the Pesukim at the beginning of the parasha, and I think there's some beautiful lessons there, and then maybe some other other thoughts as well. I'm Badafkin, I want to talk about parsha things again. I, I don't want to make the conversation about the coronavirus because, uh, again, to sort of maintain our normalcy of that not everything is about the coronavirus. It, it, it's clearly a message which we need to take seriously. Um, maybe we'll talk one or two of these about that afterwards. But I want to at least start with something from the parsha. So at the beginning of the parsha, we have um, the the mitzvah of what's called Shuma Sadeshin and the mitzvah of Hitzoa Sadeshin. So that's the first two psukim. Um, well, the first two psukim, it's Pasuk Gimel, Pasuk Dalit. Um, first Pasuk talks about the union of having the the marocha, which the, the karbonas are going to be consumed upon, the fire. And then there's a mitzvah of what's called Shuma Sadeshin, which means the Kayan has to rebig the kahuna, which means it's a dinam avoida. He takes a, a certain amount away from the mizbeach. He has to put it next to the mizbeach. Um, the the pasuk says v'samay etzel mizbeach to chazal darshan v'samay kula. He can't drop any of it. V'samay shal yifaz. He can't even let it spread. He has to put it v'samay benachas. He has to place it gently next to the mizbeach. Um, it has, and there's a fascinating idea. That the Mora has a rule, it's again Psachim in the second parrot, a halacha concept that when you know something which is a korban has a din of me'ila on it, something which belongs to Kodesh Baruch Hu, if a human being takes it, it's considered me'ila and he has din of me'ila. Once it's nasis mitzvah, so the, the mitzvah process has been completed with it, there's no din of me'ila anymore. The Mora says, Darshan's from the Pasuk, it's placed that's in his back, and that's where it stays. The Chumas Adeshin had me'ila on it even after. For, forever. It never loses its din of me'ila, which means its presence there next to the Mizbeach was part of the Avoida. It was an ongoing part of the purpose of the Avoida. It wasn't just, so it wasn't circum, you know, just happened to be there's a unit putting it there. This is Mamash part of the Avoida, so it's, called, it's not called Nasis Mitzvah, so that it's done with. It's still ongoing. Hitzvah Sadashim, which is the next Pasuk, which what, does not require Bidei Kuhuna. And that was when, and that Rashi points out, that was not something which had to be done every day. Whenever the the, the amount of ash on the Mizbeach got to the point where it was where there wasn't room to bring the new carbonas, you would take the old ash away, and that's called the Tzosadashin. That was not considered an avoid. It did not require Dafka, Mikdekuna. Um, um, and that process, the... Um, there's a question whether the Sudan of the Pashas is Mashma that there there is the Nasa Mitzvah. So Truma Sadashan is quite different than Hitzvah Sadashan. Hitzvah Sadashan that might be also not called Nasa Mitzvah, but, but, but there's two different things over here. So what's this idea of Truma Sadashan that it's that this idea of this ash being next to these Bayach is significant enough that it's considered an ongoing avoida, whereas the rest of the Korban is done with. 
So he suggests the following. He says, you know, that we sort of picture that the idea of Avoida is new, exciting, creative, etc. I did Avoida yesterday, and that Avoida really, in a certain sense, is ongoing. It continues. What I did yesterday is what I'm supposed to do today, what I will do tomorrow, what I will do the next day, etc. We don't need to find new ways to serve a Kodesh We don't need to find creative, innovative, exciting, new, exciting, inspiring things. But rather, what we need to do is take the old and hold on to it. So Truman's addition was we need to take some of that, that avoider from the previous day and make sure that it continues and it's still there. That, that's his first thought. Hatsos addition is the opposite. Hatsos addition is that what you did yesterday can't hold you back from something new today. You know, I, don't, you can't rest on your laurels. Uh, I once was discussing this with... Uh, um, there is one of the the older members of the the Carlo, Now we don't call him the Carlo anymore, but um, it was a person named Rabbi Avram Shoshana in Intel's, and Rabbi Shoshana started a machon called Ofek Machon Ofek, which is which is a uh, it, it, they work with Kisviyad and they all the, the he was got the rights to Kisviyad of a whole Geniza from Moscow called the Ginsburg Geniza. And many many manuscripts, and he's published different swarmi. Rabbi David on, on the Sechtas Psachim, he he was the one who did that. The Chedushei uh, Raman, the Sechtas Gitin, and the Sechtas Kedushin. Many very very well well used, very respected swarm, which we found from the Rishonim for these Kisayat. So here's a person, you know. Now Kisayat sounds like it's an easy thing to figure out. It's not. You have to first of all you have to learn how to read, read the script. It's a different type of script. The way the manuscripts work, you know, sometimes you have a manuscript which was written by the, the original author himself. But many times that wasn't true, but they didn't have printing. So if I wanted a copy of, the, of that, that, that safer, what I would have to do is I would send a, a, a scribe who would copy it and bring it back to me. So you could have 10, 15, 20 copies of the same safer, each one being copied from the original or a copy of the copy. So I have to decide I get which one, and obviously there's going to be a certain amount of errors which are going to creep in. Which one's right? Which manuscript is the right one? How do I decide? Um, how can I prove it? And just, you know, it can't just be because I think so, but you know, let's see if we can prove it. Um, well, the Rabbeinu David says this point over here, and we have Rabbeinu David in the the Sanhedrin, and he says a similar idea, and there he clearly uses this language over there. So probably this is the right one over here. The Ran, there's a, the Kisiyat of the Ran. Well, there's a Ran somewhere else who says that. or somebody else who quotes the Ran. So, yeah, I have to be familiar enough and knowledgeable enough of the, all the different swarms and start quoting them to, and making these comparisons and figure out what's correct and what's incorrect. So it's a lot of work. And then, obviously, you want to write footnotes. To, what do you think he's trying to say? That should be help, help people understand it. So putting out one of these Kisiyat in, a, in a, a way which is really effective is a, is a, is a lot, a lot of work. So I asked Rabbi Shoshana one time, like, so what do you do, like, when you finish? Like, how do you celebrate? You know, it's most like a mesechta, you know, a siyum on a, on a mesechta doesn't come to this idea of, like, you know, he could spend, he could spend years on one of these sort of, Um He said, uh, usually he and his wife would have something special for dinner, and the next day he starts with the next safer. That's the line that he said to me. So I said to myself once, once uh, you know, I understand the balance between the health, healthy self-esteem and gaiva uh, with that with that story. 
Healthy self-esteem means, you know, you have to be proud of what you accomplished. You did something of very tremendous value. But the Balgaiva wants says, well, I deserve praise for that. I don't need to wor- start working on the next thing because I'm such a wonderful guy. Look what I did. The other person says, okay, that's wonderful, but that's yesterday's. What about today's? But that, that, you know, I don't, I don't need to try garner respect for what I've accomplished. I need to keep accomplishing. So that was my reaction to that story. So Hirsch basically says that this is the, the balance between Shuma's edition and Ritzal's edition. Shuma's is, we need to recognize that Yiddishkeit is not about, not about looking for new ways. You know, Tefillah, Mitzvahs, it, it's, we've been doing the same thing which our fathers are doing, our grandfathers have been doing, generations, generations have been doing it. That's the way to do it. We don't need to find a new way of doing something. So that's the idea of holding on to what was before. That's the Chumas Adeshin. And that's so significant that it remains with the Milas Corbin for as long as it's there. And, I, and it, it, that, the other hand, Chumas Adeshin tells me, don't sit on your laurels. That was yesterday's pile on the Mizbeach. Today there's a new there's a new pile on the Mizbeach. There's new work to do. So um, there's a Masar from generation to generation, and it's the same Masar of how to do it. We don't we look for new ways of doing things. That's on the one end. On the other end, um, we're looking for um, recognizing that I can't just rest on what, what has been done before. And that's the element of humility. The next step is that there's fascinating Chavis Lavavis. Uh, Rivera Wine has a great story. Chavisov um, doesn't say that, but um, right that um, that he was once, you know, obviously, you know, like every all his, he has wonderful children, but like you know, children are children when they're children, like they didn't want to take out the garbage. So he said, you know, in the base of Mikdosh, it was considered an honor to take out take out the, the ash, take out the garbage, right? The Kahana would fight for Chumas Adeshin. Who had the right to Chumas Adeshin? Right, right. The Kayan um, dress up special to take out the Deshin, you know. So his children, being Rebbe Wine's children, being pretty on the ball kids, he says, says, Daddy, if it's such a special thing, we want you to have the opportunity to do that. <laughs> we don't want to take that away from you. So, um, so he was bested by his kids, as he, as he puts it. Um, the Kayan took out the, took out the ash. You know, you could say you could picture in a certain sense the Torah should should delegate that responsibility to the Levi or to the Yisrael. You know, the Kohen's job is the Voidah, the Karbonis, you know, taking out the ash afterwards, that's the janitor's job. Like, you know, that's not the job of the, the, the Chashem person. The Torah says of the Kohen, the big Rabbi Kohen, Mr. Kohen, you know, over here, is the one who's also going to be doing that part of the Voidah as well. Um, so the Chavazavavah says... Chavazavavus in Sharakaniya says that point. Chavazavavus says that there was an element, uh, it was a lesson in, in hachanoa, in humility, and willing, willing to lower yourself, that it's not beneath your dignity to, to do whatever, whatever it takes. Um, a, a story in conjunction with that, um, um, in Kelm, the rec- there was a recognition that that godless greatness is the ability to serve other people, the, to take other people's feelings into consideration and be ability to serve other people. So um, um, it was considered the 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 most chashuv people in the yeshiva would be the ones who had the schus to do the most menial jobs, because you deserve to be allowed to work on yourself and, and take these the, the this 
really lower yourself on the service of other people, that's a tremendous accomplishment. The, the best people in the yeshiva have a right to, get, to have that opportunity. So we don't live in this world, but you know, what, the most menial job in the yeshiva was you live in a world where they had outhouses, was cleaning out the outhouse. Right? You know, the person had to go over there X amount of times a year, and they had to deal with the, the buildup of the excrement which is there. Right? So the most kosher people in the yeshiva were given, would, would, would vie for the opportunity to do that, that job. Because it means you're willing to degradate yourself in the service of other people, um, and that was the the the, the, the vision of the Alter von Kellam and his Talmidim to recognize that greatness is the willing the ability to, the willingness to serve other people. Um, so it's fascinating that uh, I had this conversation recently with a with a young a woman, um, and I mentioned that. Um, they're giving me a message over here that my, my, my high CPU usage is affecting the quality of the meeting. Um, so if you're not hearing me clearly, it's because I'm using, using too much CPU. Now, I don't have no idea what the, exactly that means and how I correct that, what, what I'm supposed to do differently. So I should sit closer. I have no idea. Like, you know, they don't tell me how to fix that. They just tell me, you know, you're a bad boy, but they don't, they don't give me, they don't give me directs about how to fix it. Okay. So I'm a bad boy. Okay. Um, I was saying the following. There's a Gemara in Baruchus. The Gemara says back to back, funny, funny, strange Gemara. Um, the Gemara says that that the Gedola Havtocha Shenemres Nemar Lenoshim Yosemi Leanoshim. The promise of which the Bereshim gave to women is greater than that which He gives to men. Um, it says Nosim Shananois. The women which are relaxed and they're not worried about they're getting a lamhaba, they're confident because uh, the women have a better better chance at it than men. The next Gemara says nashim b'mayzach, and so so what is the schus of woman? And the Gemara says that they, that they allow their husbands to learn Torah, they support their husband in Torah, and they they take their children to 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 to, to school, to, to to learn by the red by the Muhammad. So it's a pretty funny Gemara. Right, the Morris says, you know, wow, the women really have it good. By the way, what do they do exactly? <laughs> it sounds like a little funny, like you know, like if it's so ob- it's so guaranteed, it should be pretty obvious. So I, so I think what the more the way that what the Morris is saying to me is that Chazal are saying that the greatness in Torah's mind eyes is the ability to serve others. And the Bereshit made a, a natural instinct of a woman to be to, to, to that she feels happy and good about taking care of other people. She's willing to put her needs secondary and focus on the needs of her husband and her children. And that's a natural instinct which women are given. So that's the gedolah of tach, which is given to the nashim more than to the men, because the women do it for the women that comes naturally. For the men, it's not natural. You have to work at it. So she said to me, so what about men? I said, that's why I said, stop for a second and think about all of the, all of the G'dalim that you've heard of, the, the stories that you've heard of, and which ones you look at and say, you have the tremendous respect for them. And all the, the many of the stories you will hear is because of the stories of how these people put the needs of other people ahead of themselves. Your Marisha Feinstein and all the stories about you know, how he did that, or Biakov, all these stories you read, the stories seem to have a common theme again and again and again, that they we're taking care of other people. So God is in Klaisel, the leadership of Klaisel is that you're caring for other people. So the truth is 
halachly the concept of a gadol is the same thing. What's the difference between a child and an adult? So um, we spoke about this idea in, in different terms. A child becomes an, a, a gadol in halacha, supposed to cotton when he becomes a bardas. So, so bardas. The only guy, and he was ten years old, so he knew more in, in, in Torah than I ever know my whole lifetime. But he's not a bardas. And I'm, you know, 15, 15 years old, you know, and I, I, I know like three blad of Gomorrah. Oh, ich bin ja bardas. I'm better than the Vilna Goyen, you know, 10 years old. Like, you know, who are you fooling? Right? So the point of das doesn't mean it's an awareness of other people. We spoke about the das again many times as well last week already. Like the das is the being able to connect and be aware of other people's needs, etc. That's the of understanding. There's a certain awareness of how society works and how people work, which a person gets. That's godless. The halacha of, of I can't be held accountable for my actions, and my kinyanim cannot be valid. My mitzvahs cannot be valid if I live in my own bubble. So the cotton or the cherish or the shaita lives in his own bubble. He doesn't really get how the world works and how, what's going on with other people. He's not really aware of other people. That's cottonus. Godless is the when, when we have we live with it. So the idea of we look at a person we call him a godol batara, is a person who is taken the lessons of the Torah and made him a person who cares about others. So Revolver writes this, but he says that the, the definition of godless, he remember, says this point, he says, you read many stories about how he said, and not only that, he, he did, did many chassadim, he was very, 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 very much. He says it's almost like, it's like, you know, it's like sufel, like it's called in Yiddish. It happens to be also, he says, it's a mistake, it wasn't happened to be, Right? Our our first example of leadership, Akali says, Moshe Rabbeinu. What's the example of Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership? Right? The Psukim talk about that he cared. He went out of the palace and he cared about other Akali so. And Rashi says that Nosan ain't a Valiboy to care. Just like, and he Rashi was the same Moshe Rabbeinu's Baruch of Vayeda Elokim. Nosan ain't a Valiboy. The Russian was Nosan, and in the words of Vayeda Elokim, that said those same words of Das. So that's one of the psukim which we talk about by the Haggadah. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's a lesson, to, a point to stop on in the Haggadah is this message of that the definition of das, godless, godl, godless as, as from a godl to a cotton to a godl. And you see it, you know, you, you have, there, there, there's a certain, um, kids are sweet, etc. But there's a certain amount of, that the world sort of revolves around them. It's not that they're, 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 that they're bad people, but the world is there's an element of an egocentric reality. Um, and, now, and as, as a person matures, he, he becomes much more aware of the impact he's making on other people, and that's much more important to them. It also allows them that the, the social element becomes much more significant. It's all the same process which is taking place. Okay, so that's the... Um, so I think the... Coming back to this point over here that the Chavis of Abbas is saying that if you want, uh, okay, if you want um, the to be the Kayan, which is the word Kahuna, is to serve. The Kayan is the one, right? Rashi mentions one place that the idea of a Kayan is also of Meshores. He's, it's the serving of, he, he's taking care, he's serving. So you want to be the Kayan, yeah, you're going to do, you're going to do the, the, the actions which you have to be willing to 
degrade yourself for Kal Yisrael. You have to be willing to do these actions. At the same time, of course, there's always a balance that he has to act, act in a way that Kleisel has to respect him for what he's doing. So you have this balance of how, that, so you have a Tamachachim that he's willing to do whatever it takes, on the one hand. Um, and on the other hand, there's a halacha that a person wants he's Nisman al he's a limit to what he's allowed to do publicly because he shouldn't degrade the covet of Torah. Um, so you have to keep that balance in mind, you know. Um, you know I, I, I grappled with this issue. I think I told you the story I had when I was once I'm working on my roof and I had these Mishalachim come and this, I tell you the story. Um, no, okay, so, so I, I don't mind working on my roof, you know, like, you know, it's much cheaper than getting somebody else to work on my roof, you know. Um, cheapskate I am, that's for sure. The, 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 the Yiddish cheap, cheapskate that I definitely am. So, um, um, so, I was working on my roof, and I'm wearing my. I have this pair of black um, denim material, black jeans, and with my suspenders and my, you know, my old fajava like white shirt, which is my work shirt. And I was there was some mildew on the roof, and it was you know I was busy with. I had these pump, one of these pumpers, which, you know, and I was you, know, you mix it with the water, then the, the mixture, and you slap it up over there. So one of, the, one of the drivers pulls up to my house, and the outcome two chasher people are wearing kapotas, and they're coming up to my front door. To, uh, to ask, you know, to, to, to meet with me. Now, the driver, he clues in the the, 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 the the people which are coming to who they're going to greet, you know. So that he tells them that he, I'm the Rosh etc., you know. And so I, I feel this. They know what I look like. For all they know, I'm the Chesidish workers working on the rooftop, you know. I'm the, the worker on the roof, you know. So uh, they don't have to... I'm not coming down right now because I'm, you know... And I'm definitely not coming down. So um, my wife will take care of them. So there's no reason to engage them in conversation. So I figured discretion is a better part of valor. I just kept quiet. Of course, the um, the driver, which I'm friendly with, notices me on the roof and decides to call out to me and say hello. But he's this, he's this sorry guy, and he has to do it with his flair. So he calls out in this really, really loud voice. Kvodarav! Ma'alin Magodish! Ma'alin Magodish! <laughs> so, of course, the, the, the Russian Kerlin look up to the roof, like, where's he looking? And they see me there. Uh, now, try to explain to two Israeli Russian Kerlin what I was doing. I said, forget, after, after about one half of a sentence, I says, you know, Ishtihilamata, and she'll take care of you, and the conversation. But it's a good question. Am I, am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed to do that menial work? But as much as maybe I'm not, or yes or no, but that's for me. But what about for you? If that's what you need, I got to do it. I know that's part of my job of taking care of somebody. You know, somebody one time asked me, my part of my tells of Chinuch, like Rebelli Meir, that's how Rebbe would say over these stories also. Rebelli Meir would pick up the garbage from the floor in the base medrash. They said, you know, because you have a chiv to mechab in the base medrash. If they're listening to it, I'll do it. Said I'm also being mechanah my talmidim in that lesson, but besides being mechanah the talmidim, there is this element of um, of um, I'm not sure who just joined it now because I don't have a picture. I just have a phone number. I don't have a name, but if you can mute, it would be helpful this way that we don't hear the background. Okay, um, so. Um, 
that part of the message was you do whatever it takes to, to take care of the Talmudim, takes care take care of the yeshiva. That the Rebbe should schlep the Talmud. I had a crazy mice, so this goes back, um, I don't know, 24 years ago. So I was a Rebbe in Tells, and there was a Bakr who had had, had uh, very significant headache issues. I mean, to the point that he had to see a specialist. So I, may, I there's one of the top specialists in the country was working in university hospitals, a very a very innovative woman in that area, um, and she agreed to see him, and I arranged the meeting, uh, the the appointment. And I came with him to the appointment. I took the bucket to the appointment. Wasn't his parents didn't live in Cleveland, and I, so when I got there, so the 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 young man is a minor. He's fifteen, sixteen, and she says to me, "So who are you?" I'm his teacher. She gave me this look like. What teacher in the world like takes their student to the doctor, like in the secular world? Like the teacher doesn't take the kids to the to the doctor, you know. Whereas the world of a rebbe, that's yeah, that's what a rebbe does. You take care of your talmidim. That's part of the job is taking care of them. Which means if they need to go to the doctor, you take them to the doctor. So I, I, I remember like how do I explain this to her? That well, we're you know in the in the in the world that I'm coming from. The job of the Rebbe is to take care of somebody else, which means the 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 godol that they have to give me the respect of the Rebbe is because I'm here to be mishamish them. Um, so that's the message that the Kayan can't sit on his uh, his high position, but Dafka the Kayan needs to to be willing to lower himself, do whatever it takes to make sure the basic mikdash is functioning properly, and do what has to be take has to be done. Um, that's I think that's so we so we've touched on three three points, Chuma Sadeshin, Hitsoa Sadeshin, and the 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 element of the fact that the crime is the one who was doing it, which was was an, was, was a lesson in in, in um Anivis. Uh there's a Khsinish of War at the beginning of the parasha. Um that the which which says Zoistarasu Allah. The parsha starts with Zoyster Rasulaylo. So, you know, the Chesidish twist, they say, this is the this is the parsha which gives me the message, the Torah, for the oil of the guy who goes, lifts himself up for the Balgaiva. This is the pla- place in the Torah where it says, we're going to give you a message. You who think you are oil, you, you're above everybody else. For you, we're, we're going to write this parsha to teach you what the message is of what it really, what, what, what God doesn't Christ really means. So it's not Pashatish in the Pasik, but it fits well in, in, in the in the in the messages that were that were um the we're 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 talking along over here. Okay. Um the Corbin Oilo is you know, it seems to be the Parsha Sab is a repetition in some ways is a repetition of Parsha's Vayikra. Vayikra starts with the Parsha of Oilo. And then it goes to the parsha of Mincha, and then the parsha of Shlomim, and then to Chatos, and then to Asha. And we have, and in, 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 in parshas Tzav, you have Zoistrasa Elo, and then Zoistrasa Mincha, um, right? And then you have Zoistras Hachatos, Zoistras Hoashom, and then Zoistras Ebech Hashlomim. So the order is a little bit different. Um, Ayla uh, and then Mincha is the same, but then Shlomim is put all the way at the end, as opposed to Shlomim being next. We go to Chatos Hashem and then Shlomim as opposed to, right? So, 
in Parshas Vayikra, sort of her suggests the following, in Parshas Vayikra, we're coming from the angle of the Makriv. So, an Eulah, a Mincha, and a Shlomim are all Karbonas, which can be brought as an Adava. A Chathas and an Ashram are Chiyuvim. So we start off with the par- with the Karbonas, which can be brought almost in any situation. It's all, it's not, it, it's, the person wants to be Makriv, then we give Makriv them. Then there's the Karbonas, which are only brought because of a, a specific situation, the Chathas and the Ashram. That's the flow. Because we're coming from the angle of the person which is being Makrivit. In the Bring, bring, you know, offering the korban. In Parshas Tzav, he points out that the, most of the messages over here are the halachas of the koyin, how the koyin is supposed to be makrifit. So obviously there's some element of that in Parshas Vikra as well, but the 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 overall, overarching, overarching framework of what we're focusing on is different than the kuda. Um, so he says from the koyin's perspective, we're going to focus on levels of kedusha. So Eula is the most, in certain sense, is the most Kodesh like a Korban, because the whole Korban is brought is brought, um, brought on the Mizbeach. And then Mincha and Chathas and Oshem, which all are Kodesh Kodesh. And then you go to Shlomim, which is Kachim Kalim, and Korban Toida, which are Kachim Kalim. So that's how he understands the the, 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 the chilik between the parashiyas. So that's, I think it's just a nice Nakuda in Pshat. But then, of course, in Hirsch's inimitable way, um, that he says, okay, so we're talking to the Kayan, and the Kayan is um, he is the person who's working the Basin Mikdash. And we start off with this idea of Tar Sarla that the Arla is on the Mizbeach called Lila. So which means that the Lila is Halakhrayam. So by Kachim, different than by the Halakhic day, which is night day, by Kachim, the day of the of the Korban is day night. Um it's a flow from day to from day into night. Um, so the word Lila in a first is is related to the word um Balul, the things are mixed up because nighttime is a thing is, is a period when things are not clear. Uh, you know, obviously in the world where you live with there is no light, you know, the the, the, the talks about in the dim light you confuse things. Something which it looks like it really really it's a post, you think it's a person, a person you think it's a post, etc. Um so it's a night where we sort of the time which he adds in the um that we sort of lose control over the world. Um it's not that that feeling of being confused, etc. is in conjunction with the fact that man sort of has to retreat, go back into his house. And uh, we sort of accept the fact that we're not the chayas come out at nighttime is the time where, where we're not in control. Daytime, the yom, you know, which in verses he likes to do phonetic. He connects the word yom to the word the word yom to the word kaim kum, which is to stand up. It's we sort of we're able to go out there and we can conquer the world. We can go out there and, ta- and take control of it. So the tukufa of Yom is um, so the um, even though halachically the Russian created the world where it was Lila and then Yom because first there is the physical world and then we come into it and we and we take possession of it and we have a command to to, to learn to take possession of the world. Vikivshua, we should be covered the world. We should sort of take the world under our thumb and and, and take advantage of it. Um, but in the world of void of, of the Karbonas, so in the base of Mikdosh, um, so the day is 
not the idea that we're taking over, like there's this nature, and we're sort of like, as it were, wrestling, rest, wrestling it away from nature to, for ourselves. That's not the purpose of the day. The purpose of the day is to have the opportunity to go out and do mitzvahs and do things, which nighttime we sort of have to step back but they is to take advantage of that knowledge that we have and that abilities that we have and use them in the service of Kodesh Baruch If you do that, so then the nighttime is just an extension of the day. It's the, 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 the night is, now that you've done that, it's not, okay, now I have to retreat because I didn't really accomplish as much as I would. It wasn't a fight. Um, so, um, so the language that she uses um, the day to the Jew is the time for accomplishment in the service of and to give satisfaction to his God and in the Jewish sanctuary of God, which is the base of Mikdush. It's the day which elevates the night too with it into the eternity of its life and the proximity of God. So it's the Laila Halachachachar So I just now, if you excuse me, I'll go into the, our, 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 the, the current situation. So relinquishing control in a certain sense is Laila. Feeling in control is is the aim. That's the way he's understanding it. So when we sort of retreat and say, you know, we don't really have control, we retreat back into our house. That's what would happen at nighttime. The the chayus take over, and uh, sets so a metaphor for where we are right now in a certain sense. Right? We thought we had control, and now we're we're, we're sort of retreating in front of the forces of nature are beating us back. But if we understand that the that the reason why we have control, the reason why is not that that man should be the pinnacle of the world, and that the purpose of it is to take control for ourselves, but to use that awareness, that control, that knowledge, in the service of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So that even the times when we don't have full control, we just see that as an extension of whatever service Moshe wants from us. So the Beis is Yom leads into Lila. Um So just. You know, uh, the one night of the year, which is, a, you find very few mitzvahs which are which are nights oriented, which are night connected. Most mitzvahs are day connected. Um, the says this is the only night of the year where there are mitzvahs which are, which are night specific. Most mitzvahs, serious armor applies to the day, night and day. You know, we, we need a dafka night because you need a full day. Kriyashma is day and night. Matzah, lulav you take by day, sharfer you blow by day, matzah you eat by night. So this night is different than all other nights, he says, because this is the only night of the year where nighttime is the time of the mitzvah. What happened the night of Pesach? We went into our houses, we put the the dam and the mashkaf, and we retreated into the house. So here we were almost, and there's the mashkis out there, which we're, we're, on the one hand, we're seeing the forces of nature having this tremendous power over uh, power out there, and we're powerless to stop it. If you go outside, you're powerless. So it's a nighttime in, in that sense. But at the same time, that the, the beginning of the binyan of Kalyusel, the first mitzvahs which we do are night mitzvahs, which we recognize that sort of recognizing that we're not in control, Kodesh Baruch is in control, is not losing the fight. It's recognizing that that's how we're supposed to serve Kodesh Baruch So we're able to have mitzvahs which are connected with this idea of relinquishing and connecting to Kodesh Baruch 
which a mitzvah is a lashon of tzevis, and one shot is it's a lashon of connecting. That tzav is 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 is, 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 is uh, even modern Hebrew. A tzavet is is a is a is a, is a group in, a, in the army, a group which are connected together. is called a tzavet, right? But tzav says lashon of the gemara is a companionship, etc. So mitzvahs are the companionship between man and his creator. So be able to, as we relinquish control of the world, recognize that it doesn't belong to us, is what allows us to dafka to yes connect to Kadosh Baruch So for us, nighttime is not. So I think you know we're looking at this kufa where we're seeing night around us, even by daytime we're feeling the, the night element in that respect. But that's not a stira. That's Adarab that, that should that should that should make us more aware that Kadosh Baruch Hu is the one who's in control and want to connect to him and want to serve him. Okay, that was the thought that I wanted to share with you. I want to tell you an interesting thought. Um, I spoke to uh, today to uh, an older cover of mine, who was the, one of the, the Bachram who was involved in helping me become from. I mean, he was about nine years older than me. Um, so I was this young teenager, and he was already one of the oldest guys in base Medrash when I came to tell them. Um, so I spoke to him today to see, see how he's doing, etc. See, he is very comfortable uh, saying what's on his mind to give most of the people. And he's an alta tells her Mahalak, you know, there's that there, you know, there's the Vairas, there's mitzvahs, you gotta do chuva, you know, that that whole style. So he davens in a shul and there's a fellow davens next to him who tends to talk during davening. Friendly guy, everybody loves him, he's the most wonderful guy. The guy cannot control himself. And he's told him multiple times, you gotta stop, you can't talk during davening. So he called the fellow, he told me today or yesterday, but he called the fellow and he said, You know, I've been thinking about what's happening. I said, What do I see is happening? I see that the Russian was saying, you know, you come to shul and you're davening, but you're not really davening. You're, you're talking to the guy next to you. You're looking at your email on your phone. He says, you know what? You don't want to daven. You don't want to come to my house and daven. So don't come to my house and daven. Stay home. So that's what I'm seeing happening. That's what he says. He says, that's the message that I'm hearing over here, he says to the fellow. So uh, I think it's time for you to really take the heart that maybe if you could really, and I know it's hard for you. He says, I'm not saying it's easy. But that's a tremendous being sacrificing for for the covenant of Kodesh Baruch Hu is a tremendous source of Yeshua for Kali Yisrael. If you can undertake to really commit that, 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 that to control yourself, it can be tremendous schools. That can be the schools which are being, you know, bring the Yeshua to save Kali Yisrael from, the, from this terrible Megafe. As he told me, he said to the guy, he said, oh my gosh, wow. Like, you know, if I would say that to my Talmudian, I would, you know, I, I, they either never talk to me again or I have to pick him up, you know, send them for mental health, you know, care afterwards because they, you know, they knocked him down too hard. By the way, that's how my Rebbe spoke to me. So this is, you know, the, the Muster Yeshiva, you know, that I grew up in, you know. You know, the, there's there's no, uh, there's a virus. We don't know why the Holocaust happened. They're all tzaddikim, you know, it's Sisri Terrors. It's name, excuse me. Terrors happen quite because we do a virus. Shira Chaim would say that multiple times. He says, I'm not talking with any specific person and pointing a finger at him and saying the ones who survived were better than the others. I'm not saying, but the generation as a, as a cloud, there are things which are wrong which need to be corrected. You know, um, so that message is clearly being sent at us as well. You know, there are things which are wrong which need to be corrected. Um, I personally, um, after being in service for 23, 23 years, um, I tend to focus on more of the positive way of saying it than the negative way of saying it. Uh, my first few years, I did it the other way. And the Tamidim from then said, so, you know, Rebbe, you've mellowed out too much. Uh, you wimped out too much. Um, but to think about that, uh, 
you know, what can we change? What can we do differently? What can what we can we as a yechidim? What can we as a tzibur, you know, do differently? And obviously, you know, tefillah is is a very obvious thing that we, we that is tefillah b'tzibur has been taken away from us. Um, and to to accept that, that there's something we need to respect it more when we have it and appreciate it more, um, attendance to it, and to uh, being on time and taking advantage of what Tilbetzibur has to offer um, is uh, I think is something really to think about that we should want to try and you know in this kufa of relinquishing our control over the world the Lila that we're sort of retreating into our houses and. And we don't have control over the forces outside. The Chayas are out there taking over the world. The, 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 we don't need wild animals anymore. We can get something which is, is, is measured in, 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 in picometers um, taking over the world. Um, that, uh, that doesn't mean that we... That's just another way for, to remind us that that's, it's, a, it's a vehicle to recognize and serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that relinquishing control of the world is whatever when we do have control, we do have. It's not because we're the we're the boss and we're the ones in control. To Kadosh Baruch Hu's hands, and Tefillah, in many ways, is the vehicle which represents that. That for us, Tefillah is the, the process of human being recognizing everything. Everything comes from Kadosh Baruch Hu. So I think it's a lesson which we can, um, the the Yarim relationship, which we're grappling with right now, and which we will. Deal with the night of the seder, which is which is mamash a lila element of a unique lila at the beginning of Klai Yisrael. So hopefully this lila which we're having right now will end up being lila kayam your ear. It'll be a night which is has the brightness of day with the clarity of the awareness of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which will bring Mashiach Hashem. Okay.